Hi everyone and welcome to This Week in Lies, the, sh the only show that supports a blood-filled alien invasion of the world. Joining me as usual are my co-host Adam. Alright. And uh, David. Hello. It's getting harder to do every week then. There just doesn't seem to be any good left in the world. I'm only here because B and Q don't have the right pins left for my noose. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have the right strength of rope. It's just another reason why the economy's terrible. Uh, who wants to take the first and most obvious story of the week? I don't. You're doing it. <sighs> okay. Uh, and it's the Woolwich attack. Um, Lee Rigby, a drummer in the army, uh, was this week killed in a machete attack by two assailants who were later shot and apprehended by the police. The suspects, Michael Adebolajo and Michael Adebowale, allegedly beheaded drummer Rigby um, and Ali Balaja was then filmed by a passerby with blood in his hands, carrying a machete and claiming that the attack was because British soldiers kill Muslims every day in Afghanistan and so on with no recrimination. Um, in the wake of the attack, there's been a large increase in anti-Muslim attacks. The charity Faith Matters, which runs a helpline, said they've received 160 calls, 162 calls since Wednesday's attack, up from a daily average of six. Um, a number of people have been charged after allegedly offensive comments were made on social media websites. Three people in Gateshead were arrested after posting alleged racist remarks ahead of the English Defence League protest in Newcastle, which 1,500 people attended. Uh, the pro protest has been planned for months, um, but again, it's um, another sad day in, or another sad week in, in the UK. So what are our, our thoughts, if any, can be had <laughs> on a subject like Firstly... That? These two people are utter arseholes. I think we can all agree here. And mm. I think I speak for the British government when I say that. Yeah. Secondly, just for some people to clear this up, not all Muslims are terrorists. Like, not all fat people are American. Mm. And people need to remember that. The famous line from the West Wing was like, uh, radical uh, Islamist extremists are like what the KKK is to Christianity, basically. Well, largely representative of everyone's opinion of... Oh, no, 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 you're playing the wrong game. Though. You, you, you've strayed into the side of the Daily Mail though, <laughs> and everyone else, and the EDL, and BNP. The thing is with the EDL is, is... Firstly, they went, we need to stand up for law and order, so let's... Go out and riot. Go out and riot in <laughs> Woolwich. Yeah. And their guy, who is yet to actually figure out what his name is, if it's Tommy Robinson or Stephen Lennon. Which Stephen Lennon sounds slightly Irish for me, so mm. I don't know how he runs the English Defence League. And what are they defending us from? Radical that is Islam. a good question. Yeah, yeah. Radical Islam. I'm Apparently, pretty sure the government, yeah. that's the government's job. Well, they feel that the government doesn't do enough to combat radical Islam by allowing people who believe in Islam into the country, because anyone who believes in Islam can be a radical Islamist. Yeah, but I think... I understand what you're saying there, Ben, but I don't think they were that intelligent to think that. Well, no. I mean, if you were, uh, I think he was on the big questions at some point. The, the, he's inevitably on the big questions at some point, getting slated by everyone who has more than four brain cells. Um, and he he actually used the classic defence of, I have many Asian friends, I'm not racist. <laughs> you know. Um, Good argument. Yeah, great argument. Solid great. argument. Can we talk about the actual event itself? I yeah. mean, Is it? One question I'd like to ask is, is it a terrorist, is it a terrorist attack? attack? No. I have the same opinion. I mean, if this wasn't a Muslim, I mean, obviously it's an attack on a soldier. It's a political mm. statement. But if it was, I don't know, Another somebody attacked, if it was a white person attacking an Irish person, because, well, it would be a bit out of date now, but because they were in the IRA or like, they just thought, you know, people like Irish people blow up places in England. Would it be such a big deal? Well, I was oh. asking the same question. What necessarily makes an attack terrorist? It's if it has a political motive and technically attacking a soldier, you're attacking the British state, so it's an attack against yeah. the state. And plus he was filmed saying, you know, it is recrimination for people being killed by the British army. Ironically, this guy has Nigerian descent, has never actually left the country, so he would know all of what goes on in these countries. Yeah, he had a thick South yeah. London accent as well. Yeah, you know, which I thought was you know great. That's you've made your political message there very well. You've uh, you campaigned against the murder of innocent people by murdering, by murdering people someone and beheading them in a yeah. gruesome manner. Yeah, 
on the street. And now he's been shot. Mm. So. It's just, I think that, that little micro silence pretty much just sums up the story. What can you say about someone it's, being murdered in, in their own country by people in their own from that extremists yeah. mm. and what, then what the, can back, you say the backlash of just well I think the backlash is somewhat warranted it, it, it's misfocused but it's it, it's a warranted and um, understandable backlash but it's gone it's gone to the wrong place it's gone to everyday Muslims or everyday people who are you know not white and that's is, not where it should be going it should be going and focused into radical anyone radical Islam radical yeah. Christianity you know, how many people fascism. like that are there around really. well obviously there are some there yeah. are some it's not having said there's not any about but the thing is about all of this is if you're going to be racist or islamophobic at least make sure you're actually attacking muslims attacking sikh temples is ridiculous attacking hindu places of worship attacking synagogues hmm. <laughs> at least be consistent with who you hate hmm. it's yeah. Can I play devil's advocate? Go ahead. And say, how many one-off exceptions does it take to create a rule? As in, how many one-off attacks by Muslims will create the rule? Well, that all Muslims are terrorists. Mm. When every single Muslim in the world has committed a terrorist attack. How many one-offs does it take for us to act? The thing is, we technically already have acted. So we've gone to try and kill Osama bin Laden and, well, Al-Qaeda, as whatever that is, uh, because it's a very loose band of people. But I don't know we have invaded know. places in the Middle East to try and, you know, stop Can you see where being, the everyday person yeah. in the street is coming from? No. Every, per, every, terrorist, every terrorist act we see committed on our soil or on others through the media is perpetrated by who? Muslims. Can you, can you then at least understand? It can, yeah. But you can, can understand why because people are angry. Again, again, but... coming from the perspective, we're three people who know the be know better. We aren't indicative of the population of the UK by can, any stretch. Can of I mind. turn your question around on you? Yeah. How many attacks by white people on countries that don't want to be democratized? Agreed. Is it until it's yeah. a rule? Well, agreed. That is sort But of... we're doing it with a somewhat. Yes. Different intent. I know, I know what you mean. Still, it's, it is the white man's yeah, burden to teach, these, to teach these savages how to have democracy, well, yes, and how to yeah. right, have yeah. Western culture, and how to have capitalism. Because the way we live is so good. Well, no, I agree with you. And colonialism is bad in itself, but we've always gone in there with the express intent of um, colonizing savages, which is the original argument for colonialism and neo colonialism. And getting rid of nuclear weapons. And that awkward, ultimately awkward turtle. Ask the question: Do we go in with the same intent as a terrorist? And the answer is no. The same intent is that we have a view of the world that is that people should be emancipated and free to do what they wish. Whether we then whether we then have force the right them to do into it, yeah. a capitalist society where they are or, or whichever, yeah. where they are emancipated in certain months in certain respects, but also have certain obligations and and you know control over themselves is a yeah. different matter but the thing is we don't go in with the express intention of killing civilians that is collateral damage we never go in there and just gun civilians down well some people do <laughs> unless you're the Americans yeah unless yeah. you're the Americans but again again the answer is of intent there and that's why I asked the question how many one-off attempts at killing civilians does it take to create a rule my answer is again the same as yours when over 50% of all Muslims have committed an attack, then it's true that the majority of Muslims are terrorists. But at the moment, it's not. Yeah. But the, <laughs> white man in the, you know, the white man in the street, or you know, the UKIP member in the street, or the BNP member in the street, every single act of terror that's committed on these islands now, and in America, um, in France, recently as well, has been perpetrated by the same type of people. They all look funny. Well, yeah. It's true, but... At the same time, it's sort of a Western perspective on things bias, because, yeah, yeah when oh. we do stuff which is incredibly questionable in the Middle East, we've always got something to sort of back it up by our own logic, like, well, emancipating people, wanting them to be free, mm -hmm. but 
as he said, do we have the right to do that? Do we have the right, as we'll go on to discuss, of unmanned drones well, do we shooting have, people down? Are we adopting an objective principle or a relative principle about what is right? Because yeah. what I believe I we're doing is we're, objective, well, we're, we're having an objective view on what is right. So we're going into places that aren't colonised, and I'm using scare quotes, or who are brutes or savages, as you know, Thomas Hobbes called them. Um, we have the right to go in there because they don't know better. Now, I'm actually somewhat in agreement in that a lot of tribes, for example, in Africa, who practice things like genital mutilation and murdering of homosexuals and uh, tribe lords and all these kind of things, they need, whether they like it or not, to not do that. That's yeah, I don't your believe, opinion. Yeah, but I don't believe that that cultural relativism like that is acceptable. Yeah, but that it's technically, fine to have your own technically, we're gonna. I'm gonna take you back to uh, Treaty of Westphalia, Benjamin. Yes. Anything that goes on but in their country is for their citizens and the government to deal with. If it breaches international law Which on human does. rights, I know it does. But I'm taking you back to that. Then we can deal with it. The one problem that we have in Africa is. Um, we have absolutely no moral authority. Well, yeah, we messed it up, but we were doing it for the right reason, and we'll continue to do it for the right reason. Do you believe that being a homosexual and being born in, in Africa de- equals you deserve to die and or be lynched? No. And your answer is no. Now, wh- whoa, 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 if you're no, an African tribe lord... All right, what's your answer? It's no. No. So now if you're an African tribe lord, you've got a different thing because you've been brought up in a society that says there's ghosts that live in, you know in the spirits that will stop you doing all these things the point is that the person who knows better has a duty objectively to fix these places because yeah, i suppose it's more about how you go about doing yeah, it that, like we well, went yeah. after a, allegedly osama bin laden mm. by invading an entire country of afghanistan and he was in the wrong and, country anyway you know setting up our own sort of Puppet democracy, really. Yeah. Like recent weeks, people have said, you know, MI5 CIA gave, uh, what's his name? Hamid Karzai, is it? Lots of money mm. just to do whatever he wanted. Yeah, but that's because the Iranians were giving him money. So we yeah. had to make sure we were giving him more money. But we can argue about him. semantics and how things work out and how we do them. But is there an object? Do you do you not believe in, in objectivism in this sense? Or yeah, do you I do. But the thing is, taking it a little bit back to the whole terrorism argument, is there's a really easy way to cure it. Just kill everyone. <laughs> right. Maybe we should just learn to all get along. Well, yeah, that would be great. Imagine if... all the people living in the world as one. Thanks, John. <laughs> Adam's now got a lighter out. <laughs> uh, Look, the, the entire thing is... These two people are arsholes. We the people being yeah. racist are arseholes. We can't do anything more or say anything more than has been peddled out of every major news source of yeah. last week. There's Just nothing more that can be Don't be an arsehole to each other. Yeah. If um, you've got to a point where you think harming people or killing people is a good idea, then you've probably gone down the wrong path at some point, I would suggest. Or you're Kay Burley. So I don't like her, so I just wanted to get that in. Okay. Okay. No, nice mention. Yeah. Obama droning on again news. Now, President Barack Obama has defended the use of drones in a just war of self-defence against deadly militants and a campaign that has made America safer. Um, In a wide-ranging speech on his programme, shrouded in secrecy, he said that uh, there must be near certainty that no civilians would die in such strikes. Ha! (laughs) Awkward silence again. (laughs) Um, in a renewed push to shut Guantanamo Bay again, 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 um, he again. said he had lifted a moratorium on prisoner transfers to Yemen. Uh, Mr. Obama also defended the use of drones uh, to kill four U.S. citizens. Uh, we are at war with an organization that right now would kill as many Americans as they could if we did not stop them first. Um, he said in his National Defense University um, speech, <sighs> this story just, I love drones, they're so good. Um, Obama carried on with his little speech of, So this is a just war, a war waged proportionally in a last resort and in self-defence. They don't have drones, so it's not proportional. Um, he added, he didn't actually add that, but okay. 
Uh, and yet, as our fight enters a new phase, America's legitimate claim of self-defence cannot be the end of the discussion. To say a military tactic is legal or even effective is not to say it is wise or moral in every instance. So, gentlemen, I'm going to ask you a question here. Okay. Drones are good. Discuss. I know that's not a question, but there's not. you're not allowed <laughs> to actually say the negative side of it. Okay. I'm glad we've had uh, this discussion. Yeah. Thanks very much. America. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, baby! <laughs> Do that, yeah! So then, killing civilians. I mean, killing um, people that might be near civilians. Sort of goes back to our argument before, really, about what is effective foreign policy. <laughs> well, it's I effective. Mean, it's very, foreign. It is effective. No, no, no wait a minute. It's effective. It's foreign and it's a policy. So yeah, technically it's it all foreign. Do we have the right to go into other countries and just gun down people they think will attack them? At technically some point? they didn't go into another country, they flew over the top. Yeah. Well that's another thing. Is it legal for them to just go into somebody else's territory without really their knowledge most at of the time? At what point does the national sovereignty over airspace end like what height? The stratosphere. <laughs> so if we went to space, space and just got a massive that. laser. Yeah. Set, then it'll be an act of war. But the yeah. thing is, I'm sure that the United Nations would love to listen to a complaint by Yemen, by Pakistan about these attacks. I'm sure the United Nations would make a lot of time to Oh wait a minute, they won't, because America Am I the only one that's slightly in defence of drones in terms of their actual... <laughs> well, if you're going to be killing people... Respond, as in, if they were used responsibly. Well, as in, not kind with of the damage. Cr- it's kind of hard for them not to, though. I mean, they so kill are we a saying lot. that drones are objectively bad, as in they're bad in every case, or are they bad when used incorrectly? Because I'll tell you what else is bad when used incorrectly. Guns or... Well, you know, drugs. that's true. Essentially, what, what this is, is, is Obama is a 16-year-old boy who has learnt he has a deadly weapon. So he kind of needs some kind of He's got a three kill streak. He needs he needs like he needs like a a a drone condom to stop accidents happening. <laughs> He's got a five kill streak on everyone Call of Duty. He's like, I'm gonna call this in. Yeah. <sighs> call of well, Duty is literally real life for him. Probably is, to be honest. But going back to your question about are they wrong when they use incorrectly, or just are they wrong when they use? No, they're definitely wrong when they use incorrectly. Yeah, are they wrong? I in think all cases? they are wrong for the most part. In the when you use the argument, oh, we've got this is a last resort where it's in self-defense. I mean, this is a very small group of people, and if you get your intelligence right, if you say, wait for them to actually do something. Sometimes you know, that might be too late. Criminal justice, but. Saying it's an act of self-defense, as in planting an IED or something, as a you know people well, roll up a road. Yeah, uh, it's David, true, but people in Pakistan are not at war with people in America. They're not going to blow them up. Nobody, well, the, nobody from America is in of, Pakistan. There's plenty of Al Qaeda being harbored in Pakistan. But how do you know they're going to attack somebody? The very nature of them being in Al Qaeda. I have two arguments. The point is, do you accept? Giving them freedom to act and kill, or do you preemptively act? And in a state like this, would you argue that the UK government should have preemptively acted on intelligence that they had about the people who killed Lee Rigby at Woolwich? Since they were known to them, do you believe that we should preemptively try and limit the risk of them committing acts? You can limit the risk, but I don't think that would involve going them down or like preemptively arresting them when there's no evidence of them actually going to do something. Or is evidence... That's not how the criminal justice system no, should it isn't. work. No, it isn't. But the point is, does the... that's not for the criminal justice system to decide. When they're in the system, you then say, okay, they've not done well, that's anything. That's true. But... The point is that does counter-terrorism and protecting people equal that you should, in some cases, infringe rights, even when it doesn't eventually re- lead to anything? I would like to, to say... To in, in the net. In the UK, and it's pretty much a copycat law in America as well, there is actually the offence of um, gaining or purchasing materials that could be used yeah. in a terrorist attack, That's which true. technically buying bleach makes use under suspicion. Well, yeah, and, and manure. Yeah. And so it's a very yeah. broad law. That if it they is... think you're committing, if they think you're planning, then they can get you on that. Yeah, yeah. it is a very difficult <laughs> question, really. I mean, how how much intelligence would you need? to safely say this guy is a legitimate risk to this person. Well, I mean, if you say opinion, they're in Al-Qaeda, that 
Well, so now, now what you've done it, there is you've you've moved to saying right, if they're in Al Qaeda, then they're probably a bad person. No, no, so yeah, yeah, but if, if they're in Al Qaeda, do you have to like have their membership card. I know. Who can you prove is in Al Qaeda? The people exactly. with the weird. Well, beards. you can't because even the people that are saying I'm in Al Qaeda, there's no visible proof that they're in it. No. Other than Al Qaeda is sort of a very wishy washy. Well, kind it's, of it's like we did. The, we did a story, I think, possibly two seasons ago. About the FBI classing juggalos as a gang, yeah, and it was called a loose hybrid organization. Yeah. That's the same as Al Qaeda. You'll never go to somewhere and there's a banner that says Al Qaeda headquarters over yeah. the cave or wherever it is. It doesn't work that way. But the point is that you get the people who have a similar mindset who are willing to do things in That's a similar true. way. But could we not ask for permission to try and take them, at least try and take R- them and into risk custody? human lives, other human lives, to try and do well, it, when you could just drone but, strike them. Yeah, but we're doing the same with drone strikes because they're so inefficient. So collateral damage is sometimes justified. Yeah, I'd rather I some, would like a to soldier say... trying to arrest them got shot than an innocent person got shot. To be I'd, I'd rather a drone blow up a village, but maybe kills two. Civilians when some soldiers go in there, and then they get but a that's, massive. That's they, but if you send soldiers in there, operation. you send soldiers in there, then you've got more chance of civilians getting killed being used as human shields than in the crossfire. You could argue, yes, and that's but, that is something that as soon as Al Qaeda see soldiers approaching, they ID the roads, they you know take civilians, they sit in their houses with guns, and you know there is an argument on both sides of it, which is that it limits civilian deaths sometimes by actually killing some civilians as well and it's bad yeah. I wouldn't want to be the guy that gets caught up in a drone stroke and I wouldn't want you guys to be I wouldn't want my family to be and it's hard to come from that angle but sometimes the actual answer is that you can't have a full phased military operation I know it's always it going to be part of it other things just to just to summarise this entire story drones are good and drones are bad but more importantly drones look goddamn cool they mm. do look pretty cool yeah but then, if you did flip it hypothetically, we're not flipping mu- it. If Muslims came it. and attacked, say, KKK members in America, who are obviously I'm fine are, with that. Uh, well, but on an actual ethical level, if I am if fine somebody, with that, yeah. if, it, if somebody from Pakistan came over and killed American citizens, and they killed innocent like people, America would be over to Pakistan so quickly you couldn't blink. Yeah, but like, it would be. Well, you're not posing clusters. a fair question there. No, no, no. It would be Russia. <clears throat> Say, take it from Pakistan to Russia, doing it to America, because they're yeah. similar sized militaries. Yeah, that's true. But then America is such a bigger sized military than any like Al Qaeda militant could ever be. Yeah, so they have the, the the ability to use technology that limits the amount of American casual, American casualties. Yeah, but you could which imagine is just in war, which is just in war, and I find it hard to believe that this isn't a just war. I don't care. I just think drones look awesome. <laughs> I'm not sure you can say, oh, we're preemptively doing something without... Would you can rather you, be Can I ask a question? Can, can you preemptively, preemptively attack someone? Well, that's the thing, is do you be proactive or reactive? And look at other people who are reactive this week, had, David. If you had the intelligence to stop, I'm going to put you in a, a bad situation, and I'm, I'm going to reductio, I'm going to be absurd with this, but if you had the intelligence that 9-11 was going to happen, would you mm. act preemptively or go... Let's wait and see until they hijack the airplane. Then we'll shoot you could the act preemptively, out. but you know, it would be a quite a bit of a later stage than that because obviously they'd have come over to America trained and so on. You knew if you definitely knew they were going to plan an airplane or attack. The, the then, yeah. murder. If yeah. you can had I, significant sort of intelligence that this person has been posting those kind of things, they've been trained. They tried to leave the country to go to a well-known Al Qaeda stronghold. They've been and arrested before for being extremist things. Would you not put them under close enough surveillance that this couldn't happen? Oh, I wouldn't mind yes. necessarily surveillance, but then drone strikes and then are quite a different thing. Well, it leads to that. Can I just ask this question? Without <clears throat> stealing Team America type thing, is this good intelligence or bad intelligence? You'd hope good intelligence. intelligence. For me, for me if, if, if I'm teaching someone how to fly and they go, do you know what, I don't want to do that bit where we land or sustain flight. I just want to do that bit where we get up and then we go and crash into, I mean, we fly a little bit. Yeah. I'd go, do you know what, I, I can't put my finger on it, but that guy's a little bit dodgy. Yeah. Yeah. The answer is it's oh. intelligence because intelligence is just intelligence. It only becomes good or bad after the fact. Yeah. Like now, as in the intelligence that we had on uh, Adebolajo and Adebowale seems to be a good, seems to have been good intelligence. We knew that they were susceptible to being extremists. We know that they tried to leave the country. We know that other things. 
the, the annoying thing that came out apparently MI6 approached them to spy at some point yeah. the guy said that's now been arrested which means that's probably true and he spilt a national secret the answer is we got that intelligence on them and we didn't act and the same is with, with drones is if you had the intelligence and you didn't drone strike and then they went up and blew an American camp or they flew a plane over and killed true. American citizens the thing is, and I know we're arguing from the, the Western cultural bias. So the, the argument is what's better to let, let's say, 40 innocent. 40 innocent American civilians be killed or to kill a potential terrorist and kill 40 people who are from a country that isn't... And the answer is, is whether you're consequentialist or deontologicalist. So you either believe um, in the consequence of the act, so the end is mm. justified a means, or that no matter what the means are, if the ends can't be justified, then it doesn't matter. So, yeah. and that's you're possibly coming at it from a deontological sense of this is bad in all cases because innocent civilians die. Whereas yeah. I might be coming from, and, well, and say, say Adam might be a little bit on that as well, is that sometimes innocent death might be justified. Yeah, well, I'm not saying it's not a very difficult issue to. No, it is. Yeah. It's sort of like more not arguing gonna... where at what point do you go in and attack these people? Because part of the problem is they are sort of an amorphous group. Yeah. They're sort of around the same area, but you're not going to invade a country to take them out. No, you're going Al Qaeda does not exist as a group. It's a pocket yeah. of cells. Yeah. Yeah. All claim to being part of Al Qaeda, but there's no like central organization. As I said, you're never going to find, you're never going to walk into someone and go, "Welcome yeah. to Al Qaeda town." You know? Actually, there is Al Qaeda um, headquarters. It's one. It's at 141 Oregon Street, Texas. Blow it up! <laughs> Blow it up! Adam, that's inciting a <laughs> terrorist act there. So you might get a call from the FBI at some point. Bite me. <laughs> Europe, Europe will tear us apart again. Europe, Europe will tear Sorry. Keto solo. <laughs> Went right. on for a bit too long there. Let's let's be fair. Have we got a synth? No. Yeah. Okay, and that's Twill Karaoke. <laughs> you can look forward to that. It's going to be the best bit of the show. Yeah, yeah. Get the Twill Factor. <laughs> Especially when we go into this story. Yeah, it will probably damage your hearing at some point. <laughs> or your soul. Soul more likely, yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Fish. Soul so, music. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, Adam. More than 100 Conservative MPs defied the government by backing an amendment to the Queen's speech on an EU referendum. They expressed regret that a bill paving the way for a referendum in 2017 as pledged by David Cameron, was not being brought forward this year. The move was defeated by 277 votes to 131, as Lib Dems and Labour opposed it, mostly. Mm. Uh, the backers of the amendment included 116 Tory MPs, representing half of all the party's backbenches, which is quite worrying. Yeah, well right. done, Tory. Especially if your name is David Cameron. Uh, Conservative backbenchers were given a free vote, meaning they were allowed to vote whichever way they chose, although ministers were instructed to abstain. Senior Tories denied the result amounted to a rebellion and said they were united on this issue. Well. I mean, 161 people voting against it, that or 116 I should say, that doesn't sound like they are united, frankly. No. <laughs> Sounds like very much disunited. But this has... Horrible, horrible echoes of John Major. <laughs> it does actually. The exact same issue that John Major had with his Conservative government was they can't agree on Europe, and exactly the same thing is happening today with Cameron. It's just the Tories in Europe. Yeah. They What's... cannot accept that we're in UEFA. They can't accept that we are anything to do with Europe. Because we don't win Europe. the Champions League, that's the point. I know. It's fixed against us, that's why. Especially now the Germans are getting to the final as well. Mm. It's just a kick in the teeth, really. But. The last time the Germans found a final solution, that wasn't a good moment for oh, anyone. Right. Okay, let's not make Holocaust jokes. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about there, Benjamin. It's talking about the youth development in Germany. Yeah, sorry. Um, the thing is, with um, with Europe, and I was thinking about this the other day, actually. Do you not think the um, the right vote is going to be split with UKIP, but some of the left is as well? Because there's a lot of Labour, it's probably supporters, who are going to support UKIP. 
I think we're going to have even worse of a Hong Kong than we did this year. It's quite yeah, a terrifying prospect. Yeah. Who's going to be the terrifying. Who's going to be the minor party? Do you reckon? Do you reckon? I reckon could actually nah. gain a little bit. It'll nah, be well. Tories with possibly a, maybe no, a, a no overall majority, but them you know more. Maybe well, after 10, the next election, ten to twenty more seats. I don't think. I don't. I think the Tories. Uh, I think it'll minority. be a Labour. Uh, Labour with um, the left wing of the Lib Dem support will come over to. Them. I don't think. I don't think, think Labour are going to claw back the voters that have gone to the Tories because those voters are going to go to UKIP because Maybe. they they switched to the Tories in the first place because Labour wasn't strong enough on immigration or, or EU integration. So they've gone to the Tories. Now they found that the Tories aren't what they want, so they're going to go to UKIP. The people that voted Lib Dems, that I would say they go, go to Labour. I think they're, they're going to go Labor. switch to Labour. More I don't know likely. if they will because Labour doesn't have any concrete policies like the Lib Dems actually won. Look at why the Lib Dems won the votes that they did, and it was for their policies on Europe and um, integration, and then you've got students. students but they're going to lose every taxes. student vote. They're going to lose all of those so. now. Where the students then become so disillusioned, which is what I expect. I don't expect many students to vote in the in the in the ways that they did because now they think right, the Lib Dems don't support my views. The Tories are an old party. Labour is Labour were trusted on everything. Yeah. You know that they don't have any concrete policies. No. Miliband isn't particularly what who I'd put it, as a PM. No, he's not a charismatic um, man, is he? You know, and and Blair didn't have a big student vote when he won. It, no. it was Blair's babes, wasn't it? That won it. You know, the female vote. So it, it's actually really wondering where are these votes going to go? Are it's going to be UKIP? BNP will inevitably get the share of vote that they always get, and probably some crazy. They won't the get UK. that many, to be fair, because they don't have any money to actually stand well, candidates. At the end of the day, they're not going to make any fun, you know, any any progress. They're progress, a nothing party they're, now. They're going to get some of the crazy people from UKIP who think we're not extreme enough. <laughs> Most of the people from the Tories are going to go to UKIP. I would say. So you've got a very segmented right. You've also got a segmented left because of the fact that well, what well, left? There is well, no left wing in this country. As left as left can be in yeah. the country. The same as America, the left wings are on the right. But the point is, Lab- even Labour aren't going to be able to mop up all the disillusioned Tories and all the Dems because that a lot of those are going to go other places or just abstain. I would say Conservatives will probably end up losing votes mainly because of the economy as well. Because they've said Labour, you know, helped the uh, global crash. Mm. We're going to clean it up, and then there's been pretty. It's just been a flat line since. Well, the well, IMF has told if, them to change course. Yeah, if they can't be trusted on the economy, which is one of the big things well, they can said, they be trusted. You know, that was the big attack they had on Labour. They helped cause a global depression, and they're not helping get out of it now. And they also annoyed quite a lot of their party base by um, allowing gay marriage because after it, they went down to twenty-seven percent. And yeah. uh, Nadine Dorries, who is a reprehensible person who I would have loved for her to have been kept in the jungle for the rest of her life when <laughs> oh look we're not we're not we're not actually showing that this is a good idea because our polling's gone down and the one thing I wanted to say to us I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter about your polling if you believe something is right you don't care yeah what that's politics think. though isn't it these days it's just Nadine Dorries just get the numbers in it doesn't matter well yeah also like you said the, the um, same sex marriage is coming the fact that they're no longer trusted on the economy. David Cameron's now being perceived as weak. Yeah. He was always perceived as quite a good leader, very good in opposition. Mm-hmm. I mean, he destroyed Gordon Brown on numerous occasions, and that's why Gordon yeah, Brown... Not, not the hardest thing in the world. Gordon <laughs> yeah, Brown. Yeah, you know, I could. But the, the point is that he's lost a lot of what made him a charismatic, well-supported leader. Yeah. And to be fair, he wasn't 100% supported when he came in because he was seen as a Thatcherite. You know, a right, yeah. a hard right. But he had right. mostly united the party, but they he seem has. to be disintegrating back off. Because well, and it's because the fact that they've got a share power with the Lib Dems. Because what? As much as oh, that, you're in coalition. Yeah, Sorry, I'm, I'm forgetting that. As much as that isn't as a stumbling block in terms of conservatives doing what they want, they also have the mumblings all the time of the conservatives are weak because they lost an election that they couldn't possibly lose. Yeah. So you get that kind of disaffected conservative who doesn't want to vote Conservative because they don't want them to be in coalition again, so they're just going to vote UKIP and force them to be in coalition anyway in a kind of horrible, macabre situation where somehow UKIP and Lib Dems and Conservatives could band together to be a majority 
I don't think the Lib Dems no. are stuff anywhere near that. I, I hope no. they won't either. They might have that horrible thing again where Nick Clegg decides that he wants to cling to power at all costs. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to go back to the e- actual EU issue. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the thing we were talking about. Yeah. So, you know, what would be the benefits of leaving the EU? No, there's basically. absolutely no benefits of leaving the EU. We can control our own country again, David, and people can stop coming through our borders and working for our NHS. I suppose, those yeah. are the big, two big bugbears, aren't they? That we lo- we lose sovereignty we don't to a lose big and a Czechoslovakian person tells you what to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's one argument I've genuinely heard. Yeah. And then on Twitter, when you go, Czechoslovakia hasn't existed for a few decades now. <laughs> My just... grandma actually left Czechoslovakia in the 1930s. <laughs> yeah. And then after they then annexed the entire Poland and sedate land and all those things, it hasn't existed. It was like, Are you, where do you come from? Yugoslavia? Yeah, it hasn't existed for at least 30 years. <laughs> and the other one is obviously immigration, because... Every country that is now allowed into the EU, the entire population is now going to shift to just our country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, though, is it means now that British people can get the benefits and be dolites instead of immigrants being hard-working people. Oh, God. But the argument for immigration doesn't exist. There isn't a problem with immigration. It is a completely... If too many people come over here, the country will sink sink into the water. The yeah. point is that that argument doesn't hold any water when you're not an idiot. You know, yeah. everyone knows. Anyone that, yeah. <laughs> How many idiots yeah, are well, in yeah, Britain? You have I'm a problem here. Most politicians know that, and they don't bang the drum on immigration being a problem. They just bang the drum on cultural integration. Because I know if you actually look at the figures, we've had net emigration for at least yeah. the last six years. More people leave than come. So It's more scaremongering. It is scaremongering of, of and the, it is the right so, press, you know. In a way, you can reduce it to just, I don't like foreign countries being involved in this country. But, you know, the benefits are you get a massive trading block. You get an economy like Germany. Germany's where they actually build things and revolutionary things like that. EU legislation, which introduced things like the Maastricht Treaty. Oh, no, sorry, I didn't want minimum wage. I want to work for 50 pence an hour. I know. People would Who can disagree with the Maastricht Treaty? no. No, see, I disagree. The only people who disagree with the master treaty are those I people disagree that with are the minimum wage. terrible kind of people who think, oh, capitalism is so good that it shouldn't be bridled by anything, so we should be allowed to pay people 12 pence an hour. I'm going to be devil's advocate here. The argument against the minimum wages is that the market will decide itself what the wage should be. Yeah, the and market. Big companies, you know, are so ethical in the way they do things. Like, just because they, they don't could pay 12 people a week they don't need mean, any yeah. more help in driving down wages as low as they possibly can do they need no. no more help in doing that they already do that by avoiding disgusting amount of tax every year they drive down their costs enough I'm, it just rustles me the entire argument against Europe has me in a little cage and it just rattles me yeah, it rattles my bones every week as we've said, there is so much misinformation about this kind of thing that nobody will ever make an informed choice. I don't think in there's a referendum. any information. I don't want there no. to be a referendum because I don't trust the British people. No, no. neither do I. If there's we have like a referendum, so much... we'll get dangerously close to coming out, I think. Yeah. And it is because people will just go, oh, immigrants are going to come to this country. Oh, we're losing all our laws. All oh, this Human Rights Act. Apparently, that seems to be becoming a Ameri- genuine thing. Like, America- we should pull out of the Human Rights Act because <laughs> America isn't it in gives Europe, rights. but it has a, a huge immigration. Where's the yeah. logic there? Being in Europe causes immigration. What about America? Yeah. People are still want to go to going to come to the UK because, because it's a free society. And because, you know, it's a decent economy where you can earn enough money to yeah. learn it keep a living in other countries. I would say one solution to this would be Make sure other countries also have enough money to survive. Yeah. And then they won't want to. You don't like, get, like if then we made... people can make a free choice. <laughs> so like, like if we made some kind of like like a union where everyone pays in a certain percent yeah. of their GDP and then that gets spread around to help the poorer countries in that region. Well, would you agree well, with that? Would, would you, you know? call that a union of Europe? or A Euro European? union? No, sure. no, no. European union? No, no. To be fair, it, it sounds states. like a crackpot idea. Right? No, I think it sounds like a crackpot idea. That will only lead to road and ruin and, and yeah. immigrants. Although, I will say, the EU could do a lot more on that kind of stuff. It does need reforming to spread its money out more efficiently. I actually, heard, I actually time, heard a negative argument against Europe was that someone went to Malta and they were doing a lot of roadworks and the tour guide in the Maltese bus said, it's because we joined Europe. 
It's like, well, so that's not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, people, people need people, roads and yeah. supplies people with jobs. People in other countries can live properly. Yeah. What? They don't have potholes everywhere. Oh, great. You know, I, does, is there one credible argument against Europe? Yes. What? No, and I mean, don't troll now and say... I'm not. There is actually a, is one credible, credible argument? argument of some people think that all of our laws shall be made no, no, by no. us. Think is not the right word. Credible, as in provable. Is there one thing that will actually benefit us? There is one argument that because it is sort of a union of people in capitalist democracies, that it's always going to perpetuate that kind of thing. And like, you know, How make, will us be make out larger that, laws. That? Well, it, it wouldn't. wouldn't. Essentially, but... it just ties us into their collapse, which is why we need to leave. But then if we leave, then we're screwed. Well, well, then we'll that's also the collapse and destroy our yeah. trading partners anyway. Do you remember, yeah. Ben, Try again. I, went, I went to a school that <laughs> had a textbook in my geography lesson that genuinely had the negative um, parts of having the tunnel between Britain and France. Mm. Is the Germans might invade us again. Mm. <laughs> a genuine text there, so I cannot take this issue seriously. Does no one value the fact that this has stopped all war in Europe apart from Chechnya and things like that but that's debatable whether that's that's a bot that's a racial issue that's a creed issue more than a European wide dominance issue this has stopped all war in Europe and has perpetuated growth in Europe and helped Britain to achieve the largest sustained period of economic growth in its entire history the ironic thing is the people who make the argument of well we need to make sure the people in the Middle East have trade agreements because that stops war the minute that comes around to the Euro- European Union, they're just like, no, we need to have wars. <laughs> I can't understand it. No. And plus, people say, oh, we need to compete abroad. Our economy needs to compete. Being in such a large trading block means we can compete with the US, with Russia, with China, wherever, because they're so much bigger than, you know. We, we, are, countries. we are a very small island. It yeah. takes possibly about eight hours to go from corner to corner. What, how do you reckon? Land's end to John O'Groats? 25 minutes at a jog. Yeah. <laughs> about what? About ten to twelve hours? Yeah, that seems fair. Turns out about good the traffic. One if you're going state, around Birmingham, yeah, then one state in America is bigger than our entire country. We do not have the the sway or the power in the yes, world. Yes, but Ben, the, we're called Great Britain <laughs> yeah. because we're plus, great. Yeah, we're done. We're done. The the real arguments are out. <laughs> we used to be a great. Power. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. by setting ourselves free, you can invade the, the rest of the world again. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. thing is, though, is if we join, if we stay in the European Union, we could all just get all of our armies together and invade China. See, you've got no point back here because it's a good point. Plus, it is an oppressive regime. Why are you going red? It's so ridiculous that <laughs> I've actually died. Fen <laughs> is just frozen. I can't. You can't do it. There's, there's no argument against Europe. And people who are idiots who don't understand Europe will now be voting us out of it. Yeah. And then when we, we go into a huge economic malaise that is the fact that we now have no trading partners... Food prices are going to go up, which is what a lot of people don't realise, is we're part of the CAP. And as much as people say, well, why do we pay French farmers farmers to make carrots? It keeps carrots cheap. If you come out of the EU, food prices are going to rise by like 20% straight away. Well, because the fact is that all of, our, all of our farms will no longer be able to subsidise the cost of their food. Because English, like there was a guy on Radio 4, he makes his food at a loss because he gets the CAP payments. As soon as that doesn't happen... Things no like farmers. Tesco's, there yeah. will be no smart price cheese anymore because it will cost about 50p more to make. There'll be no Asda's fine. No, they'll just find a cheaper way of making it. Yeah, it'll be more like wood. We'll go back to cheese. battery heads yeah, and stuff. or whatever. There's, there's so much in this country that has been fueled by the fact that we're part of a much bigger trade group. And the fact is that even basic economics says that when you're in a group like that, you have increased buying power. The 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 economies of scale exist. Yeah, but the thing is with Britain, it's it's a very problematic idea because when the European Union was created originally, we didn't want to be in it because we still thought, well, we've got our empire and we've got the Commonwealth. So yeah. it's kind of like if we stay in the European Union by being part of the European Union, it's like a shame on our history that we have fallen. We have. I'm, I'm we now considering. have to speak to other white people on how to govern the I'm world. I'm seriously considering at some point emigrating and going somewhere else because I'm that worried about this country. A, about politics. B, about the people that are getting to choose what we do. And then C, about things like the European Union. And things I'm like... honestly considering leaving and maybe going to Germany. Because that is like what we should be. 
You'd fit in as well. Yeah, well, yeah. I, well, yeah. You look like a Nazi love <laughs> yeah, child. Yeah. I'm glad we've got over that race. <laughs> uh, racial stereotype Germany is Nazis, but yeah. Germany is like everything that Britain should have been on a bigger scale. Like they have their own manufacturing base, they're sensible, they're economically and fiscally restrained and um, sensible, and they have good trading links with everyone. Now, it took them 70 years to get away from that whole thing that they did before. But yeah. now they're doing what we should be doing. But we're just kind of going, no, we're going the other way. Yeah, but that's because our infrastructure is very, very good. Yes, because Mainly we bombed half it of to it pieces. Was, well, no, we bombed it to pieces and half of it because they built it so they can invade a lot of countries. But why don't we just do what they're doing? That's, you know. What, invade a lot of countries? No, just the other side of it. A fiscally responsible, good balanced society. You know, Building. I mean, extremism in Germany right, okay. is almost I've, I've got, I have got a counter argument for you. I've got a counter argument for you here. When was the last time you saw a happy German person? Last night at the Champions League final. And now we're going to our game True Lies. Consider this a divorce. Now it's uh, my turn on the story, so I like how that's now just a thing that I just quotes and no one cares. Um right, story one, gentlemen. A bear in the small town of Winston, Canada, had an unexpected visit to the local primary school. Overnight, a bear broke into Greater Winston Primary and found itself in the school kitchen. Although the bear could have had its pick from frozen meat, cans of processed meat, the bear decided to eat the school stock of oats before defecating <laughs> all around the school. <laughs> the bear was found by Bill Kersey, the school's caretaker, asleep on a table in the kindergarten classroom. Kersey, an ex-soldier, blamed the Canadian's government Canadian government's lack of bear control policies to protect people in border towns and called for the town mayor to step down. Michael Duquette, the Home Affairs Minister in Canada, said that he understood Mr Kersey's concerns and would look into the issues when Parliament reconvenes in June. And uh, the headline for that was The Goldilocks Bear, which I quite liked. Oh, I was going to make a joke on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry. Um, story two. Uh, the Polish government is in turmoil after a spate of theft from the Ministry of Finance. Numerous amounts of stationery, office equipment and even a vending machine were claimed, <laughs> <laughs> were claimed to have been stolen. And when an investigation was started, mysteriously all of the CCTV cameras had no evidence of any thefts or suspects. The investigation carried on for weeks. Deputy City Commander Yuri Zerkov was charged with finding out what was occurring to the equipment as reported first were invoiced at €16,500. After a month of investigation, a public official was arrested for making false claims for expenditure and wasting police time. The official, Jacob Uhr, was to be made redundant in two months' time and had spent his time performing a series of pranks around the Ministry of Finance, including stealing the fish from the reception waiting area and replacing them with floating peanuts. <laughs> Yuri Zhirkov has made a, a huge move into <laughs> from Polish uh, politics from football. Yeah. Team. It's not spelt the same if you wanted to see the spelling. Okay. We'll, we'll look it out. Okay, story three. The Russian made Libyev Olovov left Canada bound for a scrapyard in the Dominican Republic on January 23rd, according to the agency French Press. After only one day, however, a cable snapped, leaving the ship adrift. The so-called ghost ship was located briefly in February as it floated aimlessly about 500 miles off the coast of Ireland. Then in March, the Canadian Coast Guard reported that one of the ship's emergency radio beacons, which activate after hitting the water or another object, flashed a location almost 800 miles off Labrador, Newfoundland. With no further sightings, some speculate that the ship has sunk. Canada, for its part, doesn't seem to be too bothered about this, as the boat had been abandoned in Canadian waters in 2010 after a reported financial dispute between the owner and a charter company, Fox News. Not to be confused with an agency in America called Fox News. Once the ship drifted into international waters, the Canadian government largely washed its hands of the issue. As the Globe and the Canadian Mail reported back in February, Canada's Transportation Department said in a statement it was very unlikely that the vessel will re-enter waters under Canadian jurisdiction, so we don't really care. When asked, the Russian government commented, We do not care about this issue, nor will we comment on the issue. The boat was made in the Russian Federation, but other than that, we do not want to comment, care, or make a statement about this issue. This is the Canada to deal with, and, with, and, then, and then that we do not care. That was very, very long-winded. Yes. Yeah. So, gentlemen, 
your opinions on um, story one. I don't want to give my own opinion because I was going to make a joke about the meat being too warm, the process meat being too cold, <laughs> and then it stole my thunder at the end. So Sorry. screw that story. Get out of here. Okay. Ben, have you got any comments or questions? Uh, number one seems utterly hilarious and possibly true. Um, I want it to be true, to be fair. These are all great stories, and whichever one actually turns out to be true is going to be the best. I don't think number three is real. I don't think there's been a ship, just a ghost ship floating around that no yeah. one will have dealt with. I don't um, know. People are pretty selfish that way, but the end of it does seem like something Adam would have made up. To be fair. I, I know which one I'm going for. And Have you got yours? Gold, I'm going for the Goldilocks bear. Goldilocks bear. Yeah, story yeah. one from Benjamin. I do like story two. I think story two is amazing. If someone actually like managed to steal those kind of things, but then it turned out that this guy was just making false claims and trolling people by removing fish and things. <laughs> What's you yours? It's, it's a toss-up between one and two, and we could both be hoggly wrong, and it could actually be number part three. Part of me wants it to. Um, part of me wants to go for number three. You should just. Say, yeah, I'm, I'm going for number three. You're going with story three. What are you going? I'm with? going for the Goldilocks bear because it just seems too fun not to. It is actually story three. No yes, way! Woo! And I've seen the video clip of the Russian spokesman, and he literally just rambles on, going, "We don't care, and we don't want to make a comment or a statement whilst making a statement on it." <laughs> There's a boat floating around, yeah, in international floating around international waters. That's going to be such a good legend in like 50 years. <laughs> the last time it was movie. seen was in the Atlantic. Yeah. And they don't know where it is now. Should we claim that as Twill headquarters? <laughs> just float around the we world. We just swim out into the middle of the Atlantic because some part, oh, use this boat and we'll just live on this. It does have a lot of ship. toxic material yeah. on it, I would like to add. Well, we'll get hazmat suits, but <laughs> we'll, be in, we'll be in international waters, so basically nobody can touch us whatever we say about them. But we would get destroyed by pirates. <laughs> yeah, yeah but we got toxic waste. Yeah. Throw it yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, we all have cancer now. It's fine. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe that. That just that, that was yeah, just so too insane. Story one and story two were completely made up. Yeah, I just thought possibly that number one, you know, a bear that came in and just ate all the oats <laughs> would be perfect. But I guess I should have guessed because a guy was asleep on a table in a, in a prime. <laughs> but I just thought it was something that someone called Bill Kersey would do, who lived in a small town. Bill, in Bill Kersey is actually uh, a person I play cricket with. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Oh, right, so uh, I've got three points. Adam's got uh, two, and Fish has now got two as well. Yeah. Yep. So next week will be the the week where you can all kind of catch up with with me in the lead. Um. So yeah, that was true lies for this week. So it's time for what we learned this week, and I learned that I'm quickly becoming distraught and worried about everything and particularly the place i live which is england adam what did you learn drones are awesome okay blowing stuff up is awesome explosions. michael bay movies <laughs> explosions are awesome and fish did I, you learn anything i learned that my thunder can be stolen by things adam made up so <laughs> don't be so bitter um Social media and such this week, uh, as always, uh, Twitter is at This Week in Lies, um, uh, at David Fisher 8, following David, at Ben Farmer for me, and at AWH91 for Adam. Um, emails This Week in Lies at Outlook.com, got it all nailed now. The only thing to say is thanks for listening and um, hope you tune in again next week. Um, it's goodbye from me, Ben, the host, David Fisher. Goodbye. And Adam Haynes. Civis later. This Week in Lives was sponsored by... Cultural Bias. Because my ethnic group has never done anything wrong.